Welcome to the Wise Mind Podcast. I'm your host, Christina DeFranco, a yoga teacher, elite athlete, and anxious tornado turned mindful mover. We will be talking all things mindset and mental health to help you create breakthroughs to become your best and most authentic self. Welcome back to the Wise Mind Podcast. This is your host, Christina. Thank you guys so much for joining me. This episode is going to be a little bit different as we really kind of get raw and real and authentic with my story and what brought me to be here. As I'm recording this, it's just a little after 2.30 a.m. in the morning, and I was just lying in bed reading, um, trying to get a little bit more tired to fall asleep. And I just felt called to share this story and release this part of me that I have kept hidden or kept silent for so long now. And it's really the story of my first experience with yoga. Many people who followed my journey know that I got into yoga because of my diagnosis with a generalized anxiety disorder when I was 16. And that is a big part of how I got into yoga. But my first experience of yoga is not what I think most people would assume. So when I was having one of my most anxious and depressive episodes, when I think when I was 17 years old, um, my mom thought it would be a great idea to take me to a restorative yoga class that she herself had just started going to and found it really relaxing. So at this point, I was willing to try absolutely anything. It didn't matter what it was, I was willing to do anything. So I went with my mom It was 7.30 at night, completely pitch black dark at this point in time, and we went to this little yoga studio that was um, transformed from a garage and just behind someone's house. So we park on the road and we walk through this very poorly lit pathway through behind the house Um, into this beautiful oasis of a yoga space surrounded by a forest it just looks so gorgeous and I remember feeling this warm energy just start to wash over me as soon as I walked in the yoga teacher was so kind and gentle she's now one of my mentors and someone I extremely look up to as a yoga teacher but in that time I just I remember feeling so welcomed And it felt really good until we began the practice. For those of you that are unfamiliar with the styles of yoga, restorative yoga is a practice in which helps guide you into sleep. It's more of a meditative practice, meaning that you're placed in one position surrounded by pillows and blankets and different props to support you and hold you up so that your body can fully release. But you're in these postures for anywhere from two to five minutes long, and then you transition slowly to another posture and do the same. Hold that one. So what I didn't realize was that I would be left alone with my thoughts for a very long time. And as I'm sitting there, at first I felt fine. And then as time slowly started to pass, pretty much by the time we were in the second position, so maybe not even five minutes in, I started to become aware of my anxiety. And all these feelings that I had been pushing down and I had been suppressing started bubbling up to the surface because I was finally slow enough, still enough, and silent enough to hear them and to listen. 
But as good and as healthy as that should have been, I wasn't ready. And so I immediately began to spiral. My anxiety level shot through the roof. And my very first thoughts were, what if a gunman runs into this little yoga space and just starts attacking us? And then I was like, why is my thoughts going to this? Like, we, I live in like one of the safest neighborhoods in Canada. Like, why is this, like, why is this a thought process I'm having? And then the fact that I was worried about something so unrealistic then began to spiral more and more and more. And if you're familiar with anxiety at all, that is a very common pattern. You have an irrational thought, you know it's not rational, yet you can't stop it. And so then I spent probably the remainder of the class staring with my eyes wide open at the door, making sure I could see the door the whole time as everyone else lied peacefully with their eyes closed, totally in bliss mode. I felt it was my responsibility and my job to make sure I stayed awake and I watched out and made sure nothing bad happened. And not only were my eyes glued on the door, but I planned my escape route. How was I going to get out? Where were the nearest exits? And of course, this is like a very small little studio. There's really one exit. So I started looking at the windows and making sure I could make sure my mom was aware of how we get how we would get out and all these different pieces of the puzzle. And then an hour and a half later, many thoughts later, still in the same spiral, the class ended. And I was perfectly fine. And... I walked out through the dimly lit path and we went home and I hated it. I hated yoga. I said, yoga's not for me, never going back. It's way too slow. I remember I said the same thing about my ballet class when I was three years old. I walked out and I said, mama, this is way too slow for me. And I feel like I guess I've always been that way. I've always been a go, go, go type of person. And what that allowed me to do was allowed me the opportunity to not feel my emotions, which seems great at the time, until eventually all these emotions start to stack up. If you can imagine a bookshelf, each one of these small traumas or situations or troubles that you face in your life is like a book going on the bookshelf. And if you never deal with them, if you never take off that book and open it back up, and read through it and address it and finish it or at least turn the next chapter then the books will just keep stacking up and stacking up and stacking up and eventually the bookshelf will just topple over there's no more space for any more books and that's what happened to me right before i ended up going to this yoga class that was the place i was in my bookshelf was collapsing the shelves were breaking, the bookshelf was ready to just tear down off the wall because I had so much stuff that I had suppressed, that I had pushed down, that I had neglected to feel. And it wasn't until a while later that I came to the realization that slowing down and stillness in the practice of yoga was actually exactly what I needed despite how uncomfortable it was. It was only in that discomfort that I was able to make positive change. But I didn't realize that until much later. But I think I really felt called to share the story because, one, it addresses the spiral of anxiety that I'm not sure everyone is awake to. 
or that people feel like they're alone in that and they never are. It also helps me address the idea that trauma-informed yoga is so important. Um, And it's something I strive as a yoga teacher to be highly aware of and I encourage other people as well that students walk in with all sorts of trauma. You have no idea what is going on in other people's minds, in their heads, what they've gone through. And so it can be very important to always make sure you have consent to not walk up behind people, to encourage people to keep their eyes open if that's more comfortable for them, not to pressure them to close their eyes or face a certain direction or anything of that sort. So that is a really good learning opportunity that I've had and been able to incorporate into what I do now. But lastly, and most importantly, is to address the statement that I get all the time with people saying, yoga is not for me, or I can't do yoga for this or that or this reason. And a lot of times I feel it's just discomfort. You don't feel comfortable. It's something new. It's something different. And I just want people to understand that whatever you're trying, whether it's yoga or a new school, you're going off to university or whatever else you're doing, a new job, it's always going to be uncomfortable. It's always going to be hard. But stick with it enough to see if it's something that is actually for the best. Because sometimes we're put in situations that we need to be in, even though we might not know it in the moment. So I'd encourage you to try something new, even if it scares you. Or try something that you've tried once or twice before and try it again. For example, for me, I took chemistry in grade 12, right around the same time, all of my mental health started to crumble. And I was doing really poorly and I was struggling so much. Science is hard enough as is for me. And I ended up dropping the class because I was doing so poorly. Then last year when I was applying to medical school, I had to do certain science prerequisites to ensure that I was capable of doing science and I had to take chemistry. I was terrified. I was so stuck in the headspace of the fact that I had pretty much almost failed grade 12 chemistry. I had to drop out. I couldn't get it. I had tutors. I had everything I needed, and I couldn't do it. So how could I do it now? Well, that was a four-year difference. And what I was able to do four years prior was not an indication of who I was in that moment now. And so I ended up taking the chemistry course and passing with like an 80 something percent, like an A, it was great. Um, And I did phenomenal. I did really well. So having gone to nearly failing to getting an A, simply because I allowed myself the time and the growth I needed, but then not giving up And honestly, if I didn't need it, I never would have done it. So it just goes to show that sometimes the things that we don't know we need can sometimes be the most important and the biggest life lessons for us. 
So I encourage you to take what you will from this episode, whether it be my story of my anxiety and the natural spiral of anxiety, whether it's the idea that you need to slow down, you need to sit in stillness and in silence to be able to feel things so that it doesn't all come crashing down, whether it's the opportunity to try something new or try something again that didn't feel good a while ago for you. And basically, just to not be scared. You only have one life to live, so don't be afraid to do things again. Forget about what people may say or people may think. It's all your perception. So change the narrative within yourself. I hope you guys found some value in this episode. I'm talking really quietly because lots of people are sleeping. So I hope my mic picks this up well enough for you guys. Um, But if you enjoyed this episode, please share it. Post it on your Instagram story. Tag me. Let me know your thoughts. Tell other people to check it out because... I really feel like this episode might just help even one person who's struggling, who's unsure where to go or what to do, and maybe you can be the person that passes this episode along to them. Thank you guys so much for listening and for your time. Have a lovely, lovely rest of your day. Lots of love. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Wise Mind Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would go leave an honest review on iTunes and let us know what you would like to hear more of. And don't forget to dive into our show notes at www.thewisemindpodcast.com. Until next time, I wish you all the happiness, health, and healing. Lots of love.